Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, my name's Chris Paul and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health. And I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast. So please get in touch with us via Manon Inverclyde on social media. Um, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email, just type in support at manoninverclyde.com. Our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us if you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member. One of our staff members are volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Chris Paul and I'm going to be your host today. Um, we're bringing a new season of podcasts to the Gallant Few podcast, a new segment, if you like, and it's going to be called Rangers Away Days. And in this segment, we are going to be featuring our Rangers supporters clubs up and down the country um, and maybe further and beyond in regards to them following the club and the, the commitment that these guys obviously put in to, to follow the club and hopefully share some stories about what it's been like to, to follow Rangers over the decades or recently. Um, so, yeah, Rangers Away Days, we're going to try and do as many of these as possible. So if you are a Rangers supporters club and you're interested in taking part, give us a message. So the, the Rangers supporters club that we're um, focusing on today on our first episode of Rangers Away Days is the Glaswegian Loyal. 
And we've got a couple of guys with us today who are going to be chatting about their experiences of following Rangers. And just as a, a kind of off-the-bat comment for myself, I have went on this bus on a number of occasions. I've been followed them, particularly when Rangers play away in Europe. These are the guys that step up and sort of take you to various cities. Um, I went to the Maribor game um, with them a couple of years ago, um, and the bus started in Vienna. Um, so that shows you the commitment that these guys do. They don't just run buses to Ibrooks and domestic games today, obviously for abroad. But yeah, um, without further ado, I'll introduce the, the two guys. So first and foremost, we've got Brian. Uh, Brian, how's things with yourself, mate? How you been? And thanks for coming on to the Gallant Few podcast. Okay, bye. Everything's fine, Chris. Cheers. Cheers again, mate. Nee hassle, mate. Nee hassle. Thanks for coming on. How was your, your weekend last weekend after the semi-final? Take it you did a good one? Too good, Chris. Too good. <laughs> Honestly, nice I, can, I can still have like uh, flashbacks of that goal going in. Oh, when, um, well, I thought at first it was um, Sakala, but obviously I was told later on it was um, an own goal. But anyway, they all count, you know. <laughs> oh, especially that one, mate. Especially that one. It was brilliant. Now, cheers for that, mate. Obviously bumped into you outside the stadium as well, which was nice. It was good. It was good. Brilliant, mate. And we've got, obviously, joining Brian, we've got our second person. And for most people who probably associate the Glaswegian bus, they probably think of this person, and it's Hunter Smith. Hunter, how's things with yourself? Ah, no bad, Chris. Uh, no bad. After a few good days last week, ideal, mate, really. Ah, it was a, it was a brilliant period, wasn't it, for following a club. I think the result in Braga was near the best, and you were fearing the worst at that point, but I know it was, it was brilliant, mate, wasn't it? Uh, one of the best performances I've ever seen for a long time, Chris. Well, the first 70 minutes I would see on Thursday night was aye, tremendously. Aye, aye, no, amazing. It was brilliant. And it's a great time just now. It's a great time just now. I'd imagine you guys are maybe going to cover some of this stuff, but obviously the, the last time we got this far was 2008, and I know that probably both you guys followed the Rangers for, for most of that. So cheers for coming on to, to the podcast, guys. I, I appreciate it. Um, obviously, I've covered a wee bit of your bus, the, the Glaswegian Loyal, but Hunter, do you want to tell us a wee bit about roughly when the, the Rangers Supporters Club was started up and sort of its foundations, if you like? Uh, well, I have a friend, a guy called Sam Hanna, probably a lot of your folk will know who Sam Hanna is like. He took over the Glaswegian. So when Sam took the pub over, obviously we started drinking a pub. Um, and then we started, we just started running buses to Ibrox from the pub up to Ibrox. And it just kind of grew through there, Chris, you know. And then well, we started doing away games like after that. Uh, that was about 2005, 2006. Brilliant. Aye, so it was obviously came from the pub, which was in the city centre, wasn't it? Aye, aye, aye. Just, well, just at the edge of the globals, really, like, you know. But as I say, Sam had, I mean, he had, when Sam had the club, it was absolutely tremendous, obviously, for that six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ever just grew through there, like, you know. Brilliant. And and I know, obviously, Brian, you get yourself involved in the, in the bus. I know you're feeding where I'm for, for Greenock. So how did you end up getting involved with the glasses? Well, oh, funny, actually, story, Chris, actually, uh, I bumped into Hunter, uh, Met her in Hamburg in 2007 when we were playing Hanover in a pre, pre, pre-season friendly and Hunter had to bail me out of the ho- hotel. So we just so just, just became pals there, mate, ever since. 
been pulling you out of holes ever since, I believe. Exactly. Oh, yes, he has. Oh, yes, he has. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, in, and in terms of the, the bit I touched on, which I think is probably what most people associate the glassy bus with, and I've, I've booked onto one of your buses, actually, um, for next week um, to, to get into Leipzig from Berlin. But how did you end up starting running the buses in Europe? Because that's a, that's a different ballgame altogether, aren't it? Started about, well, just a, we started about 2002, trying to be playing fire all the way, 2002, 2003. And about that, and uh, we booked our, it was just an 18, I think about 16 years went, and we booked an 18 seater to go from Amsterdam to Rotterdam. So we get the ferry for South Shields. I want to folk the ferry saying, how, how are you getting doing to the game? So we says, oh, we're, we're in bus. So the folk were saying, have you got any seats on the bus, any seats on the bus? So when we landed, I phoned up the bus company and got like a 52-seater because that many folk weren't on the bus. And then it just snowballed to the air crash, you know. So that was about 2002, 2003 when I would play final, my memories back. Um, but that's when it started, like. Brilliant, man. As I said, I've, I've travelled a few times with you then that, and it's actually is a massive help, like, to, to Rangers fans because, you know, if you book into another city that's a bit cheaper to get to, that you guys are likely going to be running a bus for it but no it's and I think I was with you is actually the last time you've done it because you've done it for the the Leipzig friendly I believe um, you, you were on your oh, bus yeah, at that yeah, time yeah. as well we did, uh, we did yeah we did Hunter was that what was that nine uh, double deckers that nine day double deckers <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. is that is it kind of like um, obviously I'd imagine I know you, you're, you're working on that as well but is it sometimes kind of like another full-time job on top of your, your job the commitment to running a RSC this week it is uh, having Berlin I think we've got about 600 names at the moment like so um, this is uh, aye, this uh, I've been saying that Fire Nord was maybe the biggest length with 14 buses to Fire Nord or 15 it buses was, the last time like. it was but it was um, 14 uh, the Double titles that, that, that night. Aye. Uh, aye, was I? Was that the Europa League? The Europa League one recently? Aye, aye. What was that? Three years ago or something? Aye, aye. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, man. No, it's, as I said, it's a, it's a fair... You always see it on like, Follow Follow and stuff where, you know, is, is a glassy going to be running buses? And I know there's a couple of other Rangers supporters clubs do that as well, but I think you guys are, are definitely the biggest. But aye, it's great to have you on the podcast because I know you follow... Follow Rangers everywhere, um, everywhere that Rangers play, you guys are there. So we're, we're obviously going to be looking at um, your top three games. Um, so Hunter, I'm going to start with yourself. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to think about this, um, obviously in the time that we've been trying to plan it, but what would you say your um, your third best game is following Rangers? Away or at Anything, anything, but aye, away, away days. Well, we're focusing on, but it can be, it can be going to Ibrox as well if it's if that's been part of your journey with the bus. So I, any game basically following Rangers. Uh, off the top of my head, third one. This just might be actually be the top one, but I'll go with the third one. Um, when you beat 1988, when you beat Celtic at Park Kid for years, uh, for about five years when they beat them at Park Kid. Uh, aye, 1988 was. They went 1-0 up and then uh, we scored 1-1 and then you've probably seen the television last minute. Roy Johnson gets the ball on the, on the byline near the jungle. Uh, David Pogue comes across to try and stop him, take a quick throw and Roy Johnson kind of shoves the ball towards his head. Pogue, like the ref, he must have told Pogue to get back a yard. Johnson flings it in. 
towards the 18 yard box, and Alec Miller hit it right in the top corner, right in the last minute. Like, you know, we'd have beat them there for years. That's well up there, like, you know. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. So that was about 1980? 1980. Aye. Travelling back a fair bit there. I wasn't even born there. Were you, Brian, weren't you? No, know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what would you Chris, honestly, it is amazing. Seeing, seeing like um, Hunter and Co speak about Willie Johnston and Colin Steen and Robert Pritz and David Kipperick, etc. I'm just sitting there going, wow. You know? I know. I know. <laughs> no, because that's the icons, isn't it? That's the oh, yeah. that's the, the old school in that. No, it's great to hear that. Nineteen eighty, and there's a few older guys got on our bus, and sometimes they'll talk about the the olden days and you know the eighties, the seventies. There's a few people I know as well that would in Barcelona for seventy two. I take it you didn't make that hunter. No, I was uh, I'm not that old, Chris. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I was what was that then? Uh, nine, I nine, I nine, was nine then. Aye. All right, but 1980, so we've started off here. Brian, what, what would you say your third third best game is following the teddy bears? Oh, Chris, God's sake, wow. Uh, you see, Chris, there's that many. Really, there is really that many. Well, I would say, if I have to start for the, for the third and walk my way up, up to yeah. the first, I would say that the third would be, well, for me personally, and I a moment of sheer joy and pride, I would say, beating City away in the Challenge Cup because we had that summertime where we were denied our like um, SFA license. Yeah. So just so just to see Rangers, you know, coming on onto the field was just oh, that was just sheer magic, you know. I I was there at the Hedge, the Hedge game. Um, it was a wee bit emotional that day. I thought because it was, yeah, it was touch and go, wasn't it? In terms of the license and and in terms of what. That meant really. Um, wasn't it the best game in the world? But as you say, it was it was kind of poignant to watch them come out. Obviously, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, and that started off the <laughs> the journey in the third division. Did you guys make it to all the every game in the third division all the way through? I take it. I most of them, Chris. Aye. Yeah, Aye. we we did Elgin, Peterhead, Annan, Berwick, Stenhouse, Muir, Stone Albion. You know, Hunter, we, we did a bus to every single game, actually. Yeah. Double deck is it sometimes, you know. Elgin away and um, Peterhead, especially. Four hours away, four hours away and all that. I know that was the, that was the Scottish Cup, was it? Aye, four hours away, remember that. Aye. What was that, what was that like for yourself, Hunter, that kind of period of time? Because obviously I'd imagine following Rangers for, you know, the 80s and, and obviously been sort of proud that Rangers been in the top flight. What was it like, obviously, the third division and that journey going through it for yourself? Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. For me, Chris, it wasn't, it wasn't so much like where we were playing or that. It was just the way, for me, it was just the way what happened. Like, you know, we should never have been put down there. Um, for me, hate is a big word. Uh, uh, maybe a strong word, but for what I think against not just that the Scottish government, other teams were against us the whole right through the whole thing. For me, that's that was the worst thing about getting put down there is how we got put down, if you know what I mean. Not Aye. so much we were not so much us going to Elgin or Peterhead or wherever we went, or Stranraer or whatever, wherever we went. It wasn't a great but different adventures, I suppose, but nah, it was just for me it still still raggles me yet. That we shouldn't have, like, the way we were put doing that was the that was the biggest thing. I know people go, oh, I remember going here, I remember going there, but I just remember how we got put doing there. Like, aye, no, I know it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't a great period of time at 2012 um, era. But some of the some of the away days were were decent in the the journey coming up, I suppose. But it's good to be back where we where we are now, particularly talking about semi finals in Europe again. It's it's unbelievable with the with the journey. So come on to number number two then your second. Um, best away day or your second best day following Rangers Hunter what would it be number two um, off the top of my head again Chris I've got to say Leo in a way um, just the, the whole thing we, we were, me and my friend from Edinburgh we flew to, we flew Brian went on a bus but I flew to, I flew to Dublin in Geneva and we were meant to get a train just at one o'clock in Geneva missed that so we didn't get to Leo until about half past seven. I think it was a quarter to eight kickoff. Just got a taxi shoot to the ground. I think we missed about the first five minutes. And then I can still see, yeah, 85 minutes. And I look in here, I looked at the scoreboard, the 85 minutes, three nil to Rangers, and I says, surely we'll get out here with a draw, like, you know, we're seeing that 85 minutes. Uh, but I have to say, that unexpected result. Aye, I would say Leo in a way. Aye, and that was a, that was a class Leon team as well, when Benzema and all oh. that. Um, I mean, proper. I think the year before, Chris, I could be wrong. I think the year before, the Norwich the quarterfinals of the Champions League, I could be wrong. But they, ah, were, yeah, they, were, undefe- they were undefeated in Leon in so many games, like, you know. Aye, I think, I think they were in... I mean, I watched that game in the house and I was buzzing about it, never mind being over there and the, the atmosphere, which obviously at the time was, was in the Champions League, but we, we didn't know what lay ahead is the rest of that season and right. the... In the UEFA Cup, but no, that's that's a good one. And I think as well, you kind of touched on something that I think a lot of people don't. If they don't follow Rangers in Europe, they maybe just think that you fly direct to the the actual city. Um, but you know, from Glasgow or Edinburgh. But the reality is, it's planes, trains, and automobiles, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. Just why not tell you? Just you just look at the computer or your phone and just try and work out routes how to get there. You know, so Aye. everybody's got their own way of doing it. Aye, some of the some of the travel routes are, are mental, but no, Leon away is a great shout, mate. Um, Brian, what about yourself? Your second game? Uh, I was I would have to say um, Fiorentina in Tina in the semi final. Yeah, you know that was a that was a very um, special night. Aye, aye, without a doubt. There, how did you how did you feel before the penalty started, Brian? Well, I, that's the thing. I can remember um, Rangers were. Fiontina were just like con- constantly on the attack and, you know, Coelho was just outstanding as well that night. And every time we just booted the ball up t- towards we um, Natural Novo. 
So when when it when it came to um, penalty kicks, let's just say I was pretty much waiting for for Rangers to just lose, you know, because it'd just be that you know that feeling that we've, we've got so far, etc. And I thought, oh no, this is this is at the end, you know. But no, thank thankfully the uh, gods actually shined shined on us. Aye, unbelievable. I always get dead envious when I hear uh, people that were actually in Fiorentina for that game. I watched that in the house. I can remember as well. I was in in the like a stand right, and I was saying to the boy, I think the last Fiorentina penalty kick. I think the boy actually um, put put the ball over the bar. Am I right? Yes. Uh, uh, I, I, can, I, can, I can remember. I can remember screaming to the boy actually next 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 to me. One more. One more. You know, and just we're all holding on to each other and see when or see when Noble stepped up and scored. Oh, it was just phenomenal, Chris. Absolute phenomenal. Brilliant. Man. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that you know, you know, lightning strikes face, you know. Aye, aye, definitely. And and obviously we've got Leipzig now to, to contend with in a decent team, but Fiorentina were name mugs. No, 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 no. They were actually. Oh, I think actually over the, like um, two legs, they were probably actually the, like better side. Really. Aye. Mm-hmm. Ah, but we we done it. Obviously, we we got to Manchester. But no, uh, two two cracking shouts for your your second one. So coming to your um, number one game, then Hunter following Rangers either Ibrooks or or away. What, what's number one for you? Uh, oh. This is a hard to remember because if you're at Ibrox, it was 72 Barcelona, eh, eh, Bayern Munich, sorry. Um, another one was we were 2 0 doing a half time, 1977, half time against Dane, come back and won 3 2. But I'm going to 80 go for eh, Colin Steen at Easter Road. They win the league in 75. They, they'd done nine in a row. And if you were at school in eight days, it wasn't a good like, you know. Um, <laughs> But aye, I'll hate to go for Colin Steen's score. I'll get the draw at Easter Road for, to win the league in 1975. Absolutely. And I think there was, well, the official gate was 35,000, but a lot more was there, like, you know. Aye. But, uh, what, what, was it, what was it like going to the games in 75 then and compared to compared to now an away game? Was it was it a lot better back in the day? Oh, hang on. My sister took me. They just did 90%. Well, she took me all the games, like... Um, uh, and I won that season Derek Pauline scored six at the fair one that was a, aye, um, but no aye, I wish I could go back to the days, Chris like um, <laughs> a lot of folk wouldn't uh, a lot of folk like the comfy the seats and that but um, no I preferred it in the open days like you know aye brilliant mate 1975 three crackers there three welters uh, I like the Leon one as well because of the the story because you know sometimes it's a bit of story of getting to the game isn't it the journey uh, Everything else that goes with it, but no, it's three cracking games. Right, the road one really is just for the sake of stopping their ten in a row. It was just, yeah, in fact, Lightning's Bell, between 66 and 1970, when they won nothing. Um, fair enough, they won the, they won the Cup Winners' Cup 72, 73 won the Scottish Cup, but when they really won it, but I know 72 is a great, a great time. Well, going to Barcelona, but when they won, they won a lot for 66. Uh, 1975, you know, and they'd won, they'd, well, they'd won nine in a row, done this, done that. They'd, they'd been to two European Cup finals in that time. Yeah. So for us to stop it, like, the thing was, Colin Steen was, Colin Steen was transferred for Rangers to Coventry, and then he, he, he came home March 70, uh, he came home in the March 75, and then he came home and scored the winner, like, Easter Road. So 
all kind of piles into that, Chris, you know. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. You must have been buzzing to come back and, and get the winner, I would imagine, eh? or get the equaliser, sorry. Yeah, he was... I think if you ask, ask anybody my age or older and ask them who their favourite player was, it was Colin Steen, like, you know. He was just... He was an absolute god to Rangers fans. Right. Um, and for him to go away... Probably too happy when he left in 72. Him and Willie Johnson left at the same time, just about... But when he came back in 75, it was just written like, you know, he scored the, he scored the winner at Easter Bell, scored the equaliser at Easter Road for us to stop there 10. It was fantastic. Brilliant. I think as well, like sometimes, obviously we've just went through it, and maybe the last was touched on 2012, but although it was COVID, but to get 55 was, was unbelievable as well. And in, okay. terms that, in terms of that feeling, we get denied a, a cracking season, obviously, that year, but... I think when you've not had success, I think it feels even sweeter when it comes. So, hundred percent agree, mate. No ideal, Brian. What about yourself? What's your number one game for following the Rangers? I have to say it would be um, Walter Smith's last um, season as Rangers manager when we beat Kamala five five one. I think for me personally, right, is when I was actually uh, growing up, right. I sort of came onto the scene this season Don't after. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sort of came on onto the like uh, scene right about nineteen ninety nine, right? So obviously I've missed Walter Smith, I've missed Ali McCoy's Gaza Loudrop, right? But you always were told by like um, all the fans about the, you know, the like uh, good good times etc. We Loudrop, Gaza, McCoy's Walter nine in a row etc. Right? So to have Walter Smith come back, you know and you know, to win the league in his, in his last season as a Rangers manager, you know, that was special for me. You know, because I, I actually got to see the greatest ever manager probably in my, like, um, life, lifetime. So, yep, come out away, 5-1, 2011. And we, we, we blew them away, didn't we? The first sort of seven minutes. Nice. First seven minutes was, it was in the bag, wasn't it? That was just that was just crazy, absolute crazy. But I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> same mate, same because yeah, so was it? It was um, Kyle Kyle laugh laughed with the like chip first time. Ah, Kyle laughed with the with, with the chip. Yeah, nice wee chip aye. over the keeper. That kind of get things started off. Yeah. Ah, brilliant. No, it, it, you touched on obviously Walter Smith, and I was probably similar to yourself. I went to a couple of games when I was a wee bit younger, but um, never obviously experienced. Walter's team, you know, the nine in a row team that, that in the best way because of my age, but obviously him coming back and um I the, the rugby park I was there for the scenes after it as well. It was brilliant. Um great choice, mate. Some some good ones there and varied as well, obviously for, for, for different reasons. So the the last question that I'm going to ask you both and, and uh, Hunter, you might have covered it um already, but um in your time following Rangers, who has been your greatest ranger following the club? The person that has either excited you the most or got you the most passionate in terms of following Rangers? Hunter, I'll come to yourself first. Well, that happened again, Chris, but maybe not got me the most excited, but um, John, it has to be John Gregg, you know, you can't, I can't go past him. I mean, Wally Johnston was a great one, I think, I suppose, probably with David Cooper or Loudjerk, but John Gregg pulled us out of a lot of holes, like, you know, when he was captain. You know, I've seen us doing one nil, and Greg, you know, just he just he, he dragged us through a lot of games. We weren't successful at times. He dragged us through a lot of games. He could be one nil doing, and Greg was 
you know, like he's hard on his own players, like, you know, but he Aye. dragged us through games and we got victories through him and uh, just, a, just a superb captain and um, <laughs> your question was about who excited you the most. He maybe didn't excite us the most, but you've got to respect what he'd done for the club, like, and uh, it has to be John Gregg, like, you know. Brilliant, mate. No, it's just whatever you... Whatever way you interpret that, you know, what the, the best person that you've had following a club in whatever way, but no, you're not going to talk. Just the way, even before Mark Tide going to the games, because, you know, he, he could have went, read the story, he could have went to England, he could have went, I mean, just wasn't successful. Like, once Scott Simon was away in that, and uh, they had, well, they won the European Cup in 67, right to 1970, when we won the League Cup in 1970, yeah, we won the great successful, and Greg stuck with us, dragged us, Dragged that team through games when we were getting beat, and he dragged us back to get a draw or a win. I uh, just, he was just amazing as a captain, like you know. And he could play a bit of football and all, mind everybody can he forget that he could play a bit as well. Aye, aye, brilliant. No, that's great. And he's obviously he's doing is the greatest ever Rangers, didn't he? As the the club has to get voted as. Aye, aye, that's it. As I see, Wally Johnson, he, I, I love Wally Johnson. Like he, he could he would excite you more as John Gregg did, but for as a what he done for the club and right through, you've just got to take your heart off to him, you know. Agreed, mate. Agreed. No, great choice. Brian, what about yourself? What, what would be yours, obviously, in following the club for the, the time that you have? Oh, Chris, there's just too many, really, mate. But I would say in terms of um, excitement, well, Hunter, I'm going to have to go right with Chris Boyd, I think, for, you know, for breaking Larson's record as well, you know, for scoring the goals, especially during 2008, 2009. That's what I would I would have to say. Goal scorer again. Again, there's far far too many. Chris, it's really it's one of the most um um difficult um questions. So, in terms of excitement, yeah, I'll have to say Chris Chris Boyd and scoring scoring the goals. Aye, Boyd. Although he, you know, maybe sometimes away in Europe, he wasn't the lone target man or anything like that. He got you goals in the league that won you the titles, didn't he? Oh yes. Oh yes. Without a doubt, I always remember you're talking about the, the three in a row with Walter, the, the one at Tanadice, the, the, the first of the three was crucial there in the uh, final against Dundee United, the, the League Cup final as well. He was unbelievable for that. So, I no, great choice, mate. Cracking goal scorer, and as you said, surpassed uh, Larson's record, which I think still annoys quite a lot of people, to be honest, isn't it? <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, brilliant, brilliant, great choice, mate. Um, so obviously we've we've, we've covered your away days, um, and we've we've shined a wee bit of light on on some of the players that, that you've liked and stuff. And I know that, as I said, for for myself, obviously catching up with yourselves, given how many games that you was actually put into the the time and the effort and the commitment that you both put into. Not just following Rangers for yourself, but into obviously supporting other Rangers fans like myself and and people getting getting in Europe and getting to the game safely. Um, on behalf of the Gallant Few podcast, I just want to say thanks to you for for coming on and thanks to you for doing so much for for the Rangers support. Like, a lot of it goes unnoticed, and to be honest, the service you provide probably better than the official travel club. So. Um, you need to need to take a bit of credit for that because it's brilliant. But thank you very much, guys, for for coming on and sharing a wee bit about um your your stories about following Rangers. Thanks very much. Thanks for having us on, Chris. No actually, Paul. Cheers. No bother, guys. And cheers for listening, guys. If any Rangers supporters clubs are wanting to get involved in, in this uh, away day segment, then please let us know. Um, but thanks for listening. We are the people. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.